we're all protecting you. We have we all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't so don't ever bring you guys around me. Let me tell you something. the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Butter Pop Network. I'm feeling like a boss uh, because Vanderpump Rules is back, guys. It is season eight of Vanderpump Rules, and Hot and Bravo is here to begin recapping what is sure to be one of the greatest seasons of VPR (laughs) and all time. I... Raise your glasses high, people. Raise your glasses high. It is Eddie Estrada here with my co-host and fellow VPR Stan, Armin Arms. How are you feeling about VPR? Oh, we're getting right into it? I just want a quick, a quick, a, quick? a, a, a little appetizer. A little apres dinner. A little hors d'oeuvre. Apres um, is after, right? Like apres ski is like when you drink after you're done skiing. So <laughs> a, pre, a pre-dinner. I am feeling cautious. <gasps> that gas. <laughs> cautious. cautious. Yeah. Guys. Oh. Okay. I'm feeling optimistic as always mm-hmm. because I, you know, an eternal optimist. Right. Positivity. Um, you have also felt optimistic leading into every single season of RHOBH, and we know how that has turned out. <laughs> and you know I'm so excited for this next season already. And I'm Well, the next ha- season actually will be good, as we know, and we will have way more details on that on Patreon. Patreon.com backslash on Bravo. Um, but uh, when it comes to the last few seasons of RHOBH, they were terrible. Yeah. VPRs- and you were like, they're going to be the best. Yeah. But, you know, I am excited about Vanderpump Rules. Let's get I, into it. Let's just get right let's, into it. Let's it's talk about Vanderpump Rules. Okay. Of season eight, this show has reached a point that many people probably felt it would never reach. Eight seasons in. So, Eddie, what? That's insane. Let's, guys, yeah, let's I just mean, talk about that for a second. A monumental accomplishment, right? I Could that's you imagine huge. being Stassi Stroder, 24 years old, and being like, yeah, I'm going to do this show. It's probably going to like ruin my life, but it's just a season. Whatever. My friends are doing it. Let's have fun. Like eight season episodes. Two, yeah, eight episodes. Season two comes along, and you're like, And oh, then boom. Okay, maybe this is something. Season three, and you're like, okay, maybe I can make a livelihood of this. Then you escape away to New York City because everyone is against you. <laughs> only to return to a, a monumentous <laughs> empire that you created, and you step back into your role of yeah. queen. And here we are at season eight. Here we are, season eight. And we should differentiate uh, this achievement versus Real Housewives achievements because I, I think it's important to note that the the Vanderpump Rules cast has not changed. The core cast. The core cast has not changed. Has yes. not changed. They have added to the core cast. But it it is basically a show that has only grown. That's a big difference from Real Housewives, which has franchises that, you know, have gone on for 14 seasons now, right? Some 12, some 11, 10, 9. But every one of those franchises has retooled in a big mm-hmm, way, mm-hmm. right? Now, you still have a core, but you could go to BH, and there's only one OG left. Exactly. Uh, you could go to New York, and there um, are only 
two OG members left. You're Luke right. Luan and Ramona. Yeah. Uh, franchise after franchise um, has retooled. Vanderpump Rules has gone eight years with its entire OG cast intact. That's amazing. That that to me actually makes it that much more impressive. I, I so I just want to start off by saying that before we get into this premiere. Oh God, because Armin, I, have I know you have thoughts. You like pre-warned me that this is going to be <laughs> so difficult for me. It's not going to be difficult for you. It's okay. I don't know. I'm already emotional. I didn't say pessimistic. I said cautious, right? You told me things before the podcast. Um, <laughs> I didn't tell you anything. You, you said save it for the podcast, which yeah. always gets me nervous. <laughs> when Armin, guys, when Armin says save it for the podcast, that means he's got things to say. Oh Cause, yeah, because sometimes I want to we'll, surprise like, you. Sometimes we'll have like some like banter before. We'll right. like be like we'll catch up on the episode and we'll like talk. And today he was like, no, no, save it for the podcast. And I'm, like, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, here it comes. Um, <laughs> well, what do you think? I. I like loved it. My thing was, yeah, you I, said it was great. Yeah, I you came did. in hot. You were like, this. I was like, brilliant. I was like, let's talk about Vanderpump Rules. I'm so excited. Um, no, I really was. I really like how they are setting it up now more so as two separate shows, and it kind okay. of feels like they're trying to really make the distortion between the the restaurant and like everyone else. And I think they, I mean, right off the bat, they basically are like, okay, Lala, Brittany, Katie do not work at Sir anymore. Only Sheena, Jax, Sandoval and Ariana, or no, not even Sandoval and not even Ariana. Cause they're a Tom yeah. Tom. So it's well, literally just, Sheena Ariana's and, not a Tom Tom. It's yeah. Sheena and Jax that yep. are working at Sir, which I was like, okay, that sounds real. Because I know Jax is going to be a bartender for the rest of his life at freaking Sir. And Sheena hasn't found her husband yet. Right. Um, but, you know, she will one day. Or one and, day her prince will come. And we know, I mean, this is loosely real. Because we actually know for a fact that Jax maybe does a shift here or there. Maybe. Every They're, couple weeks. They've been yeah. doing Serpendales, which is like their version of Chippendales, which I have not been to um but it looks terrible and they also do um like they've been doing more like featured nights with like the Vanderbilt exactly. rules people um Jax doesn't really work there as an employee full-time or even part-time no um I also don't think they really serve at pride anymore I remember two years ago when I went we got served by Sandoval and Jax but they were only in the bar for maybe like 45 minutes guest bartenders yeah yeah um and I'm sure Jax bartends on a revenue sharing basis. What does that what does that mean? <laughs> like he shares the revenue from the 2 hours that he serves because he I see him promote that he's going to bartend. So obviously oh, it so generates makes, a lot of extra business for them when he so bartends. So he gets a higher percentage of what they made. He'll get a percentage of what they made. Other bartenders don't get that. I need to get into celebrity <laughs> um i need it's to lucrative mm, eddie mm, fame seems like it's a really good job oh, here's the thing about having money it just makes you more money hmm. and then suddenly i need to look into this getting money thing it seems <laughs> yeah. like it could be good for me it could be good for you not for others but for you for me hmm, i think it's the right <laughs> path money so you loved it though you love what they're establishing is yes what you're saying. and i'm very into the new cast members we've seen yeah. so far also it seems like some of the new cast members we haven't seen yet are batshit because we have a story from this week in bravo top five this week that i was like <laughs> jaw floor i was like 
these people seem psycho. Um, but um, I like the new people. Yeah. Um, I like Max, uh, Barrett, and uh, yeah. So what was it? What's the what's Dana? The, Dana. Yeah. Um, they all three come in hot. And so. I didn't realize that Dana was one of the girls from last year's that hotel episode. Blew my mind. Yeah. When Sandoval has to bring his cocktail set because yeah. you never know when he's gonna bartend. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I that I was like, wow, full circle. And when I when when I hey, realized we love, we love Peter at this pod because he's done our podcast twice. Oh my god, no, Peter We're is the cringe. best. Cringe. Oh my god. Very cringe. Where he's like, oh, we made out. We like made out, and she's like, no, we you didn't. You tried to kiss me, and I backed off and left the bathroom. Maybe he was like too drunk to remember. Well, maybe we'll ask Peter. Maybe I'll text him or something. Yeah, you should know. text him. You and him have had like cigars together, like one on one. And I'm like, okay, cool. So when are you giving me a job at Sir? But <laughs> Do you want a job at Sir? No, I don't want a job at Sir. Honestly, I'd probably want a job at Tom Tom more. I feel like I'd fit in better at Tom yeah. Tom. Um, <laughs> but you're feeling them. I am. I Dana like, and Max are going to have some good drama. Yes. I like that he is like a playboy in the Jack sense, but he's like owning that he's a fuck boy. I. Although it's, very uncool to sleep with uh, your employees. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's big trouble. No, I. That was the thing, and this is the this is the other thing. I'm like Lisa oh. does not have a good handle on HR. She has like the worst handle on. Yeah, it. my thing is like how, and also how can these people just so casually like sleep with their coworkers? I'd be freaking out right. if I slept with a coworker. Yeah, it's awkward. You and, have to see them every day. And Dana the next day is like, mm, yeah, I slept with a Ma- you know who I was bag last night, Max. <laughs> no, I, I would. I wouldn't. First of all, I wouldn't tell anyone. I did sleeping with a peer though is different than, especially if you're sleeping with someone who works beneath you because of the power true, dynamics. True. See, that's that's where. And the the thing that disturbed me in the preview for this whole season like, was when Max goes like, "Hey, like I hired you" or something like that, and it's like that's bad. Because you're using your power, right, to hold it over a person that you're now having a sexual relationship with. Harvey Weinstein. I mean, yeah. It's bad. Sorry. It's not I like, good. literally just accused this Max guy of being. Well, I mean, I, you, people get what you're saying. You're not saying he's like full blown Harvey. No, of course but this not. But is, this is inappropriate. It's inappropriate. But, but she is moving to Sir, so she is right. technically moving restaurants. So he's right. not going to be her boss anymore. So I get where things can get blurred. You know, lines can, lines are meant to be crossed. <laughs> no, 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 not when it comes to uh, workplace harassment. That's for sure. Well, not workplace harassment, but like yeah, that's up what with, we're talking about. But like hooking up with a coworker. Yeah, but you don't hook up with people who work below you. Below you, I agree about that. Um, Just I've don't nev- do it. I've never There's had a billion people. I've literally never had anyone work below me, so I'm always <laughs> the lowest. So uh, I think I'm okay. Have you ever slept with a coworker who was your peer? <laughs> or hooked up hooked up not slept with okay sorry hooked but up. Th- yeah back back in my days my first job after college yeah okay there was someone but no superior no yeah i i, I don't think it's appropriate yeah yeah no i especially don't if you're the if you are the superior i don't hook i up also with. am like more of an adult now and i'm like that's just messy that's like very messy to like just be like sleeping with your coworkers. Like, I learned af- after that first job after college, I was yeah. like, okay, you do not mix 
work with pleasure at all because that was okay that was like Vanderpump Rules situation I mean, you remember that, that's that's literally Vanderpump Rules is mixing work with pleasure but you you remember that job oh, and yeah. me during that time and my friends oh, yeah. and I brought the the coworker around mm-hmm. that you know with I that remember. I had my rendezvous with um, one of your coworkers didn't one of your coworkers sleep with your boyfriend I wasn't my boyfriend or a guy you were dating I was talking to someone and yeah. starting to date someone. And your coworkers stole him. And from my you. coworker slash ex friend, <laughs> like close friend. You you could have had a you could have had like a decent Vanderpump Rules uh, season or two during I that era. I could have had like three during three that. good seasons. Every year I worked there, something yeah. happened. I was like hooking yeah. up with a coworker that was drama. Yeah. I lost. I that fight with like there was so much that yeah. went down. I there was actually remember when I went to I, I went wasn't to the, their cameras. The CEO was leaving <laughs> at this job, and so they had like a karaoke goodbye party. And this was after I had like cut this friend out of my life who had been sleeping with the person that I was like talking to and dating because he had seen him on Instagram before mm. I met him. So he felt like he had dibs on him. What? That was, that was his, that, um, that was his reasoning. Yeah. Oh, I, I actually didn't know that. Until you didn't know moment. that. Yeah. No, I didn't know that until this moment. He called him because he saw him on Instagram and I was like, I, you've never, first of all, never told me this. You're crazy. Um, but it was like after this and he like tried to like yeah. make amends at this karaoke party mm. And everyone pulled out their cameras and started videotaping us. And they yeah, have I've, videos. I've seen those videos, yeah. And they're like, I'm literally like screaming in his face. Like, it's so good, guys. It's so good. Um, no, it's some real Vanderpump Rules shit for sure. But, oh man, those were the battle days. Like, but you know I, what's not real Vanderpump Rules shit? Season 8, episode 1. Okay. Should I get into my thoughts? Yeah, okay. The, we'll go through the episode, guys, and we'll talk about what happens. But I know Armin is itching to tell yeah. us. What, well, I mean, not what he much did happened, not like. Well, not much happened this episode. I mean, and we've already covered quite a bit. The newbies, we covered. Um, we've covered a few things. The Peter moment, the awkward Peter moment. So we're, 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 we've, we've covered some things. We've covered some things. Mm. But I do want to give my thoughts on this episode. I thought it was a terrible premiere. Easily the worst premiere in Vanderpump Rules history. And I'll tell you why. There's a few reasons. And wow. we, could go, we could go through them point by point. I think number one... He has a chart out, guys. <laughs> literally a chart. One, it didn't feel like a premiere. It felt like a third episode of a season. Okay. I think a part of why that is is because there was so much to set up. You I was going to say that. 16 cast members, right? <laughs> I mean, it's something that like that. And we didn't even see James. I'm assuming <laughs> it's because he's he got in trouble. And they punished him by having him appear in like one or two less episodes this season. Nene Leakes, exactly. Vicky Gumbelson, yeah. James, you're a on the same suspension. track. Yes. Right. So you are introducing all these things that it doesn't even really feel like a new season. It kind of just felt like one of those filler episodes. Like we, we have to get to the drama. Um, but at least there was a prospect of drama. Now, yes. That. Two, it felt insanely disjointed. Which which that kind of I mean yeah I relates mean, to I kind of liked one. about that yeah you like that you liked how this well I was? liked seeing how they're trying to I feel like after this season they might break it off into two and I feel like yeah. the dis, and I feel like the disjointment is kind of setting us up for that okay so be, I kind of appreciate it okay I'm trying for, to be optimistic right exactly for setup purposes then it could be useful because obviously 
you know, it's harder to just like throw out a new show without introducing the new characters. Yes. But by, you know, giving us a taste of the new characters, then we'll all follow presumably to the new show. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean that the, the quality hasn't been cheapened because of it though. Yes. Now, is it a smarter business play for them in the long term to set up a new show? Yeah. Maybe I see your point there. Um, but in the moment, super disjointed. Mm-hmm. No rhythm to the episode. A bunch of different scenes just all over the place that didn't really fit together. Maybe they'll start to fit together. Maybe it's like one of those like movies where it's like... But this <gasps> episode, it didn't. Yeah. Maybe it's going to come together later down the line. Sure, but the quality of this episode True. was poor. Mean. And shows do that sometimes where, like, like you're saying, it's one puzzle piece to a greater puzzle. But this didn't feel like one puzzle piece. It felt like someone took six different puzzles, right? And then like threw all the pieces into one pile. And it's like, okay, now figure it out. And it's yeah. like, crap, this is six different puzzles all mixed together. This doesn't make sense. It's going to be impossible to figure out the six separate puzzles. Um, I mean, like, if you remember the... You know, it opens like a Tom Tom, and then like quickly to like Jackson Brett to introduce Brett, and and, and then there's like Sheena, and it just like kind of jumps around all these different places, yeah. and certain scenes are like for like 20, 30 seconds, and you have like Kristen and Stassi. My final point is that I have never felt like Vanderpump Rules is scripted. Yeah, this episode felt scripted, and I know it wasn't. I'm not accusing it of being scripted. What happened here was that it was overly produced and we use that a lot we use that a lot like especially like we'll accuse like lisa vanderpump of producing too much i should really break down what this means here because here's the secret of reality tv you know this i know this most listeners know this but for those who don't everything is produced to a certain extent they don't have cameras on you 24 7 right yeah so they have to you know have a call time Mm -hmm. they have to have a purpose for Mm -hmm. filming right Mm -hmm. but usually what i have found with Vanderpump Rules was that they would have the call time, they would have like a general purpose, and then things would flow super organically in the moment. In this episode, clearly, they had targets that they needed to hit. Yeah. Right? Certain conversation points. Oh, uh, you know, Stassi and Lisa talking about uh, her relationship with Kristen, Mm -hmm. right? And other things. And so they were forcing their way in the conversations to hit those certain targets. Especially in that Lisa Stasi convo, because that starts off as Stasi and Bo are having dinner together. Then Lisa comes up to express her condolences for Stasi's grandmother passing, mm-hmm. right? And then that transitions so they could set up that Stasi's had great success with her book, mm-hmm. which of course, congratulations, Stasi. And then that super awkwardly transitions to how was your relationship with Kristen? Because it was. Literally, like, okay, we need to hit that that point, that point, that point, that point, all in this conversation. We don't want you to have it with Bo. It would be more interesting if you have it with Lisa. Yes. Again, not scripted, but it was inorganic. Mm-hmm. And that happened over and over again in this episode. I get what you're saying. I totally understand so, that. To me, this was the worst episode in Vanderpump Rules history. Ever. Ever. Now, I think there is promise. This is why I'm cautious. And we'll get into the promise because we'll talk about what happened in the episode. And I actually do think there are sort of seeds being planted for some great content later on. This episode was terrible. It was a horrible episode of television. It doesn't mean it can't get better, but they're trying to do a lot. They're trying to pull off a lot. And if they do pull it off, kudos to them. 
This episode was a monumental disaster. It is literally the last episode of Vanderpump Rules I would ever want to watch again. I may never watch this episode again. It was horrendous. I'm literally speechless. <laughs> I, I, I I just laid out to you why I believe this. You don't have to believe it. This is. I mean, this I understand, and I think a lot of people are going to agree with you, and I think a lot of the points that you were making are 100% true, especially in regards to the inorganic and inauthenticness. Inauthenticity of it, yeah. That's the word. Yeah. You know, me and them words. Don't know how to speak them. Don't know how to. Don't know how to say them. Speak them. Don't know how to say them. Don't know how to speak them. Don't know how to speak them. Um, I agree with you on that. Um, but I do feel like you're hyped for those seeds. Same. That that's exactly what it is. Is like I don't look at an episode and I'm like, oh, this is a really crappy episode. I look at the episode and I'm like, what is this episode going to bring me? X, Y, and Z down the line. Because and let's talk I, about that. And that's because I always see the promise in things. I see the beauty right. in the future. And let's talk about um, those moments, right? So you have Max. Yes. Who who has had a relationship with Sheena. And multiple other girls at Sir. And many other girls at Sir and TomTom. Tom. But is now seen slash hooking up with Dana. Boom. That's huge. That's a big storyline. There's a lot of drama to be had there. Sheena's also hooked up with Brett, Brett. who's a new server, who said Sheena's not a good kisser. Yeah. So that may have ended. <laughs> but we'll see. You never know. Maybe he doesn't care about the bad kissing. Um, Sheena is no longer with Adam. Hasn't seen him in a long time. And she's playing the field. We also find out that Sheena um, was ghosted by Max, but by the end of the episode, they're going to Palm Springs together. As we'll, friends. We'll cover that later on. So that's good. Yeah. that Those dynamics are solid. It's a good setup right there. That's okay. a really good setup. Two, Kristen freaking Doty. And I will say this. Kristen Doty being back, crazy Kristen being back, mm, chef's kiss. I loved, I loved Stassi going into her apartment. She's like, Kristen has this unique ability to mm-hmm. dress on the outside, which is feeling on the inside, and it just says Kristen in like some ragtag <laughs> denim, like with the like the cotton like head like hoodies sewn in that you would have gotten it like cotton on in 2014, and it looked like she had been like crying. Yeah, her face was red, hair a mess, pouring of God knows what into a glass to just chug it. And we do find out later that Carter told her just an hour before Stassi arrived uh, that he would be moving out or moving into his own place, moving away from Kristen. Right. Um, which she says is the saddest thing ever. Um, but Kristen's like a total hot mess right now, so there is potential for drama there. Well, and we everyone's are, pissed at her. For we it. already know Kristen is the odd one out this season. She is a public enemy number one this season. They hate her. No one will speak to her. No one is talking to her. Stassi and Katie, the other two witches of WeHo, have said that they've needed a break from Kristen because Kristen is too much. And we see in the preview, Stassi says to Kristen, "She's like witches of WeHo." Dunzo, love that. So um, that's another good setup. Yeah, and we'll go. We should go. We'll go deeper into all these in a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah. But we just want to talk about the setups. Then final setup is Jax Taylor's getting married, and Jax Taylor getting married is a big deal. Such a big deal. But more importantly, because we knew Jax was going to get married, and we yeah, got yeah, married. Yeah. There's Tom. a rift with Tom Sandoval, which is classic. I mean, this is These a tale. These two are as always old, fighting. <laughs> tale as old as friggin' time. I am rewatching old seasons of Vanderpump Rules right now. Yeah. I'm currently on season four. Love it. And 
it is so funny because every season, Tom, <laughs> Sandoval, and Jax are like they have a moment. <laughs> they're like, oh, we hate each other, and then they're like, all right, man, you know, like I forgive you, man. Like you know, you're always gonna be Miami, there, man. Miami, dude. Oh <laughs> We've god. been through so much together. Oh my god! And you, then you always have Schwartz. They're like. Because Sandoval's always like, dude, we got to just leave Jax. This is the time. Me and you, we break yeah. off. We become our own team. The two Tom. <laughs> Schwartz is like frightened because Jax has yeah. so much dirt on him. Schwartz is like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, man, I could I open Pandora's know. box, dude. Dude, like. you know, he has so much stuff on us. <laughs> We've been friends for a really long time, too, dude. Um, But also. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, I, and then the other big. Yeah. So there. And so Jax. Those has, are the big points yeah jack's right. removed let's talk about jackson sandoval and then yeah, let's we'll, go deep then we'll on go that. into then we'll go we'll end yeah. with Kristen. we talked about dana and yeah. max sheena sheena we'll talk about the sheena katie max moment at the party too i guess oh yeah true yeah. that that's good we're, we're gonna we're doing this episode weird but you know why because that the episode was disjointed the recap's going to be disjointed too i'm gonna i'm gonna need you to help me stay on track because there's a lot to go okay so let's Jax talk sandoval so yeah so Jax has removed sandoval as his best man right because sandoval already had a prior engagement to go visit his mom for mother's day mm-hmm. he hasn't seen his mom in a very long time and Jax decides oh i want to have a pre bachelor's party which, as Sandoval noted, is not a thing. It's not a thing. I feel like I know why he did it. Because his bachelor party is going to be filmed. So he wanted to have his own bachelor party without cameras. Oh, is that one not going to be filmed? The pre-bachelor party is not going to be filmed? I don't think they filmed it. It's already... These, it already happened. He didn't go. Because it, Mother's Day's in May, dude. Oh, so they filmed, right. This is almost Pride. Oh, he missed it. He missed oh, I, it. Oh, I misinterpreted that. Okay. It happened he wasn't before going filming. to miss it. He yes, already, he already missed, missed, it. missed it. Ah, okay. So, because they don't, they start filming at end of May, early June. Well, Mother's you know how Day sometimes like, the way they cut up everything and the yeah. way they talk in the confessionals, it makes things seem like they're happening in the present. Past, present, future. <sighs> the reality TV sometimes. craziness. Like, I got confused at one point because, like, Sheena's like, oh, Max has, like, ghosted me for, like, three months and I bought him an Apple Watch to show him how much I loved him. Which is like, oh, classic Sheena, um, just doing too much. Uh, but um, but then they're like hanging out. <laughs> so anyway, well, that's that whole group is just messy <laughs> as hell. Um, so Sandoval misses this event. Yes, and so Jax has removed him as best man. Right. Um, and so Jackson needs to find another best man because, as he noted, it's just too much work for Tom Schwartz. He doesn't trust mm-hmm. Tom Schwartz to do all the work, and Tom Schwartz also parallel to this in another scene meanwhile at tom and katie's house um tom's like yeah katie i don't know it's a being best man's a lot of work i don't know if i could do it it's like yeah you're not gonna trust just shorts to be your best man he'll be like here's some uh red solo cups and uh, a bottle of you know what is it called firecracker firewater fireball that's the one <laughs> but why I, it's what been I a while since i've drank what i don't understand and it's probably just for the show that, that they're not, you know, doing what I'm about to say. Is why can't Schwartz be the best man in name and then Sandoval do all the best man duties? Like plan the party and blah, blah, blah. Because Jax doesn't want Sandoval involved anymore because he feels like Sandoval's not committed enough. Yeah, but he, he missed- doesn't have to know. 
he could do it in the shadows. So they do like a parent trap kind of situation where like one person's run- that's not the parent trap, but like a Wizard of Oz where it's the man behind the mask. Exactly. Schwartz is saying I booked the hotel, but Sandoval's booking the hotel, for example. Mm, that's a lot of work. Those two are d- bumbling fools. I don't know if they'll be able to make the this Sandoval plan. Sandoval is very actually well no. prepared when it comes to this. No, Sandoval's amazing. Schwartz is the blithering idiot. I know I always joke and say like I'm Stassi, I'm Sheen and stuff, but I really do after watching multiple seasons of Vanderpump Rules think I am a Tom Sandoval. <laughs> I feel like I act everything a Eddie, little you, bit. You are everybody. You are. You always say some some different you know variation. Today you're Kristen. Tomorrow you're Katie. Two weeks from now you're gonna say you're Jax. You're oh, say, I you know, forgot. Armin, I, for- I don't know. I'm really I forgot when with I was Jax. Katie. Tequila yeah. Eddie. I remember that. Yeah, you used to say that was a, that I'm was Katie, a time. Armin. I know I'm Katie. And you're gonna say one day. You know the craziest day. You're gonna say you're Carter. You know, but I actually don't think I'm like Kristen. After rewatching, I think I had like an altered sense of what was right and wrong back when I was younger, and I thought I do think you have some Kristen elements. <laughs> I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> I'm I'm getting the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> um. So I guess we'll monitor uh, Jackson and Sandoval's um, feud because. You know, for now, they seem okay because by the end of the episode, they talk things through. And Sandoval's like, dude, I did text you. I did send you this. And Jax is like, oh, yeah, you you did. And then they they basically, they have like a tepid makeup. Also, Jax is being really stupid about the houses. Okay, so basically, Jax, Tom, and Tom all got the same house, which is weird. I liked Stassi calling them out and being like, they're all basic as hell. Oh, yeah, you you recognize that architectural design, right? Dorit lives in the exact same house. Oh my god! Yeah, right down here. It's an architectural design that is propping up all around Los Angeles, and this happens in waves where suddenly, you know, it's usually it seems like I don't, I really don't know this industry that well, the real estate industry. Um, but what we've noticed, remember, we talked about this, how this architect is seems to be working with the same real estate yes. firm. And so it seems like there's some sort of, you know, business partnership where they like buy up a lot of plots of land and build the same, you know, turnkey home over and over again. And, um, you know, I mean, it's aesthetically pleasing, obviously, um, which is how they're able to like sell them for high as prices. Yeah. But they are so unoriginal. And when you really start to look at it, there's not much taste there. And I totally agree with Stassi. Like, I want a home that's, like, unique, that has character. Yeah, you need something that, like, you can, like, make your own. And, and it's like, so basic. I agree with Bo. Like, you know, Kristen may not have that, like, turnkey home with the, like, latest modern design that, by the way, is going to go out of style in, like, five years. Yeah. Um, But it's kind of, like, cute. And, you know, it has character. Yeah. It's, it's better than the others. Yeah. It may be smaller. But again, it has an identity. Yeah, that you're not finding that house over and over and over again. All see, around and that's the thing is like I've I've always grown up in a house that's like a unique house, and I feel like I've seen I had a lot of friends who lived in like houses that were like those cookie cutter houses, or I've been to those kind of like this is a development, this is mm-hmm. a property homes, and it's just like every house looks the same. You know, like I I know these groups of houses up in these hills by my where I grew up. 
and I could know the layout of any person's house I walked oh, into yeah. because I was like, this is exactly where the staircase is. The kitchen's over here. The living room's here. It's it's exactly the same in every place you go. Um, so I agree with Kristen and Stassi in the way, like, I want a house that, like, you know, I could make a home. And I feel like they're very too much like, oh, this is, like, an aesthetically pleasing house. It will look good in photos. It will look good for taping. Like, we can do, mm-hmm. like, shots here, and we won't have to worry about it being, like, messy. But it's like, I like that. I like seeing Dorinda's house or Lisa Renna's house or, you oh know, my God, where, Dorinda's. yeah, you know, like all the, you know, it's, it's eccentric, it's yeah. fun and it's a taste of who you are. I mean, look, you could have a modern design. They have the exact same design, and the exact same architectural design I also was over an, and over again. I also was annoyed at Jack's trying to be like, well, my house is a little bit bigger and it's in a better school district and right. it's like. Why are you trying to one up with a house? Like you should be proud that all of you guys got houses like together in like a same area. Like that's amazing. You and your friends. Jax has this weird complex where he's like, okay, he's a massive narcissist. Like we know this, this is fact guys. Like I'm not saying anything oh, yeah. new, but it's like Jax Taylor is getting married. Like that's a big event guys. Like Jax Taylor, you don't understand Jax Taylor. And then he's like, I got a house, but not only is that like, did I get a house? It's the biggest house in the best school district. And the way he the like most rooms digs, that yes. knife in deep into Sandoval when he knows, like, this is your best friend here, right? Just think about this, people. This is his best friend. And he knows that Sandoval has wanted a big family all his life. Like, I'm pretty sure in one of the early seasons, Sandoval said, like, yeah, my dream is to have a huge, huge family. But he loves Ariana. And Ariana does not want children. And that's fine. That's to- that's her choice, right? Yeah. But he knows that Sandoval wants children. Now they've come to an agreement, and it that's fine. Whatever they want, right? Um, but when when Jack says shit like, I mean, like Sandoval, I'm sorry, like I needed a bigger house because like I'm gonna have a family. Like you don't know, like like you don't know what that's like because like you're not gonna have a family. Like it's so insidious mm-hmm. and passive aggressive in a way. And like again, it's digging that knife in. So. That's him, Jax. He loves being cruel. Jax and Brittany were on Watch Robins Live, and I watched it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I don't think Sandoval and Jax are good. Oh no, they're not. Um, they like unfollowed each other. They may have followed each other back, but they unfollowed each other. And because him, oh, Jax and, blocked him, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. Um, because him and Brittany were both saying like, and, and Sandoval and Ariana are the most drama, or like mm-hmm. they're the most annoying, like mm-hmm. the best couple besides them is Tom and Katie. We know that's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. The best couple ever in the entire world is Ariana and Tom, hands down. Or Stassi and Bo. I mean, I love Stassi and Bo, but I'm going to say this again. Watching back old seasons and seeing their relationship just like grow. They have the longevity. It's beautiful. Just like they were friends and then like they realized that they were like perfect for each other. And then they literally the next season when they're dating, they are like the most amazing couple in the entire world and always there for each other. <laughs> and it's just so beautiful to watch. And then like the next season, it, he just loves her so much <laughs> and she loves him so much. Uh. I just want them to get married. And I know like marriage does not mean anything, but I would just yeah, love to see. They bought a home together. Eddie. I just want to see, I want, I would have a spinoff of Tom and Ariana in a second. No, I like, I like them complimented by these other characters ensemble but anyway so there's that drama and then let's talk about the uh let's end with Kristen Doty okay Kristen Doty yeah we don't need to talk about Sheena Sheena embarrassed herself again and Mm. cried for no reason okay Sheena um (laughs) 
I, you know, I love Sheena deep down. I think she's a good girl. But that was but a lot. Like, it was a lot. Okay, typical so, Sheena. So Kristen Doty. What did Doty, Max even say again? He said like. Oh, I, I can't even remember. I can't remember. It was not even that bad. Oh, that she's. Uh, and it's like Sheena, yeah. like she look did, at yourself in a mirror. You are boy crazy. You are. I, I, mean, had, to, I had to tell someone and that's recently. Okay. I was like, you're boy crazy. And like, you need to cool it. Like if you're, if you're going to keep getting upset about stuff like this, then like maybe don't see boys. Right. Um, gotta, gotta be real and honest with people. Um, okay. Yeah. So Kristen Doty, okay, we go. Yeah. So um, she's doing the same song and dance with Carter that she was doing season seven. They, they are broken up, but they're still hooking up. They're still having dinner together. They live together. <laughs> they live together. They act like a married couple, but they're broken up and everyone's tired of it. Katie, Stassi, and Lala even. Because Kristen keeps calling them being like, I don't know what to do. I'm so upset. I need your advice. And they're like, okay, break up with them. And she's like, okay, well. And then she's like, I'm so upset. And they're like, well, you're still together. So she's like lying to her friends about what right. she's doing. Still putting herself in the same view, heartbreak. In their they believe that she's lying. She is. Okay, we'll get to that. So let's talk about, so Lala confronts Carter. And then Carter. Which I loved. And I, okay, first of all, the scene between Lala and Lisa Vanderpump where they talk about James and how she reached out to James yeah. and how she's like, I'm not going to push my sobriety, but I think he needs to get sober. And she's right. like, I celebrated seven months of sobriety. First of all, love this new Lala yep. and how she's being used in the Vanderpump Rules class because Lala has basically skipped she seems 12 in a better levels. Place. First, yeah, great place. Mm-hmm. But she's also at the same now level, if not the same level, but she's higher than Stassi, but lower than Lisa in ranking of like, power she has in like got their shit togetherness not just got their shit togetherness but like has her shit together and can have like can do things mm. like lala has more power than like power, you're talking about like power rankings yes like lvp's number one obviously. obviously lala number two saucy number three yes because i agree lala being married to randall emmett opens up a whole other world to lala that none of these other kids will ever experience right 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 at all and it has made her... It's like least, a social hierarchy thing. Yes. Like, they know that she's kicking it with Brad Pitt, for example. Exactly. Right. She went to the Golden Globes, and they all were sitting at home watching it on their TVs and their cookie-cutter homes. Um, <laughs> but with... with Yeah, so I love that Lala's kind of, like, taking yeah. this role of, like, I'm going to be the Lisa Vanderpump when Lisa Vanderpump's not around. So mm-hmm. she's like... Produce. I, yeah, she's like, I have no problem walking up to Carter and being like, yeah. you're messing with my friend... What the F is going down? Let me tell you what's wrong about this. And let me quickly say, I actually feel like this was the one scene that played out organically. Yeah. No, because it was. It was. No, it was. La- this is what Lala's great at. Lala's yeah, great yeah. at being like, okay. This was actually a great scene. She was like, okay, I this have to talk great. to Carter about this, or yeah. I have to bring up this in this situation. I'm going to just go do it. Yep. And she did. Yeah. But Carter brings up the point that, you know, they don't know the the other side to this story which is at least according to him that Kristen begs for him to stay yeah Kristen tells them that I beg for him to leave I say get out of here I I want to be broken up with you right she tries to kick him out according to Kristen mm-hmm. and according to Katie and Stasi and Lala um, they say that that's what Kristen tells them and right? he says why would I stay if I if she wanted me to leave? Right. He, he's like, I would not stay here if she didn't want me there. Yeah. Right? If I was unwanted, I'd go. A court, this is what Carter says, at least. And um, Lala's like, oh, shit. Okay. Maybe, maybe there's a lot of gray area here. Yeah. That's what she said in the confessional, yeah. right? She's like, in that moment, I started to realize there's a huge gray zone here, and I don't have the full story, but 
what she definitely feels in that moment is that Kristen's a liar. And the thing is, is Kristen starts freaking out about this because she sees Carter and Lala talking and she's like, I didn't know what you were going to be saying to him, which means she's nervous. She's going to mm-hmm. get caught into a lie, caught in a lie. Right. Because this is the same thing Kristen has done season after season. And yeah. I, I, me watching things back and seeing yeah, it so yeah. closely now, I'm like, oh, this is a total Kristen move. Kristen likes to get on top of the situation before it becomes a situation. <laughs> so she's like, I'm going to make this appear this way and I'm just going to make sure I'm in the middle of everything so that nothing else happens so no one can crack this case. And so they have like a shouting match and then like Lala's like, you're not going to call me a bitch because like Kristen calls her a bitch. And she's like, you don't put that on me. You don't put yeah. that on me. I actually love that part. And then Katie gets involved and like Katie's like, we're tired of your shit, Kristen. Um, and, and it all explodes there. Um, but here, here's my view on it. I don't think Kristen's lying. I think Kristen's just messy as hell. I think how it's playing out is, is it's exactly how Kristen and Carter are saying it's happening, which is like one, one moment Kristen will say, get, get the out, fuck out uh, yeah. of here. I'm done with you. But then the next she'll say, I need you. I love you. I want you to stay, which to me actually is totally in line with Kristen's past. I mean, yeah. Think about her relationship with James. Like, they would break up, and then they would be having sex on James' BMW. Go to Sandoval. She wouldn't even touch Sandoval. She wouldn't even hug him, right? And then, all of a sudden, she'd be all over him, loving Sandoval, right? Yeah. Hot and cold, hot and cold. I think the big difference between season eight and season two, or even season three, is that... Like, they've all grown so much as people. And Stassi actually mentioned this, I think, to Lisa. Is that, like, I'm, I've am i grown. I'm, like, in a totally different place in my life. And I can't be around people who haven't grown with me. Yeah. It's almost kind of like Stassi's stance in season three. Except in season three, nobody else has grown with Stassi. But now in season eight, like, actually everyone else is just caught up to where Stassi's always been. Yes. Like, Katie is finally matured. And, like, everyone else is, has finally come to the realization, like, oh, this, sh- this shit is batshit crazy. And yes. we don't want to be around it all the time. So I, I think you have all these people who are, at a- who are at a place where they're about to start families. Yeah. They're getting married. <laughs> And Kristen's just still a shit show, which is fine. Yeah. By the way, live your life. And let's Kristen. also let's also point out Carter is also a shit show. Oh yeah, Carter's a shit show. And look, you know what? We're all shit shows, right? We're- Honestly, I think I'm cleaning up my act a little bit. I'm good. Uh, I'm good trying to. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. You um, are like the least shit show person I know. Uh, yeah, but listen, listen. Here's the thing. Everyone has their shit. I'm not judging Kristen for it. In fact, that's why. You know, I wanted to clarify, like, I don't think she's actually lying to them. I think she's just feeling a range of super complicated emotions. Yeah. Right? One moment she loves him, the next she hates him. She doesn't know what she wants. But I think I'm defending Kristen. I what a hill to die on. <laughs> um you are like Teresa with Danielle Staub, choose your battles wisely. No, no, that's totally um, different. But I think what what more so the line is is that she's lying to them about what she really feels because she's mm. telling these girls I, Carter's the worst. Carter's taking advantage of me. I hate Carter. I want Carter to leave. I never want to see Carter again. I, Carter disgusts me. But then she is saying these things to Carter where she's like, well, where she has those feelings. But then she's like, no, I love you so much. I want right. you to stay. I couldn't live without you because she has these feelings. But she's not telling her friends, yeah, I told Carter to stay. And like, I do she's love Carter. She's not telling them the full story. Exactly. Yeah, which right. is 
lying. When you omit okay. a part of a story to someone. Lie of omission. Yes. Has anyone seen Knives Out? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the knives are out, bitch. So. Um, yeah, no, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. That's 100%. Um, I can't wait. And, and don't, I, just don't defend Kristen. My main issue with Kristen, I'll tell you this, mm-hmm. is that she accuses her friends of being bad friends. They're yes. definitely not bad friends, you know? Mm. Just, well, okay. Maybe, maybe, well, Everyone in that cast has been a bad friend at one time or oh, another. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the way they're handling this moment isn't necessarily bad. No. And I think it's super counterproductive to, uh, for her, especially, to like lash out at them when they really are trying to be there for you know, Oh, 100%. For yeah. Um, but because they're not always telling her what she wants to hear, she gets super pissed and she's like claiming that, you know, they're sabotaging her. But in reality, they're trying to get that full story. Yes. Like, like you were saying, but they're not getting the full story. They're just trying to understand better so they can help her. And then when they try to understand better, mm-hmm. Kristen goes, oh, you're being a shitty friend. Yes. You're horrible. Yes. I've always been there for you, but you've never been there for me. And that's what Katie calls bullshit on. And she's exactly. like, the, the lie that we're not yeah. good friends and, and we're not there for you. that is uncool of Kristen. Oh, 100% yeah. it is. Yeah. And I, I don't defend that. I And I feel like I know a lot of people like Kristen who they're like, I give you so much, you don't give me anything. And it's like, no, 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 it's the other way around. It's, it's those, literally the other way around. Usually those people who are saying those things are the ones that demand so much of you yeah. and give you nothing in return. Projection. And you're like, what What have you helped me with? I tell you nothing about my life. So I don't know. I am excited to see how this all plays out this season. Uh, cautious. I'm being cautious. I know you're cautious. There's some goodies here, obviously. We've talked through them. I'm still stoked. Um, I'm raising my glasses high. This one's for you and I, listeners. <laughs> um, but VPR has so much more to come, and we have so much more to talk about. So if you guys are new, welcome. If you guys are old pros and know us from our heydays, and you haven't subscribed, just hit that button, whether you're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Subscribe and jive with us. If you guys are on social media and, like, who the heck isn't, you can follow us at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. And that's on Instagram and Twitter. Armin, how can people find you? At Armin Ma on Twitter. And I'm at Eddie underscore Eddie underscore Strata on Instagram and Twitter. And we will see you guys next week.